Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the most luscious of them all? And you're listening to Mr. Juicy on the OVW podcast. Welcome to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. My name is Jack Notes. I'm joined today, as always, by Brian Hines. And how's Brian, it going? How are you doing, Brian? Great. How are you? I'm doing well. It is not uncommon for us to have guests, but this is the first time that we've had a guest return, and the first time we've had a guest on our weekly recap podcast. So today, our guest is Luke Curtis, certified Luke What's Curtis. What's up, everybody? How are two you? Two for two. The first time was a success. This time is going to be even better, so... We're very glad to have you back today, man. No, I'm happy to be here. Uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. Yeah, well, absolutely. You'll be able to definitely give us a little bit more um, insight, you know, into this, into the weekly show and, and some of these competitors because you know them all very, very well. Yeah, yeah. I do have a good read on the locker room and kind of what's going on. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I watch everybody's matches every week. So I know what's going on. Malachi, can, can I get a little bit more in my headphones? Before we jump into our uh, recap of the... OVW 1277, now called OVW Rise. The weekly show is now called OVW Rise. Yep, Serta Rise. Uh, <laughs> we'll uh, knock out a couple of headlines. Uh, we want to remind you guys that we have interviews and special content every Thursday in the feed um, and for the podcast feed and every Thursday and Saturday on YouTube. So if you guys want to stop by any of our social medias and find uh, those, we would appreciate it. And uh, I guess here at the top of the hour, or the top of the show here, um, big thing from OVW this past week is that there's going to be season passes available uh, for uh, $750 for an entire year for two tickets a week, general admission, and $400 for single seats for every week in 2024. Wow, okay. That's a big, big deal uh, to have that amount of confidence that you could sell years in a row at one time. Like, and Luke, you know this. The crowd has been better than ever in OVW over the past little bit. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, it's definitely a good concept. I mean, I know they're not looking to sell like hundreds of season passes, right. you know, but we do have some committed fans that come every week and like to have their spot. So I guess it's more for people like that, probably. If they can get a, a handful of people to to get season passes and right. it's already going to be beneficial for and, them. And I think this also opens it up to things like businesses and offices and stuff like that. OVW kind of getting to that same level that you would see like minor league baseball or college basketball, you know, Oh, we have customers coming into town. Let's take them to OVW. Yeah. We have a reserved seat there every week. I think that that's a really cool thing um, to be opened up for fans opened up as an option for uh, Davis arena. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what other things do you think OVW could do in the future, Luke, from your perspective, backstage perspective, wrestler's perspective, to kind of keep, uh, keep the momentum going, getting fans in week in and week out? Oh, man. I mean, I think there's a lot of different things that can be done. Um, I don't really know, man. I mean, we just got to keep putting on good shows, and they got to continue to bring in new, new talent and mm -hmm. have compelling storylines. And at the end of the day, it's just, you know – Working towards the next opportunity, companies probably work the same way as like an individual would. And the fact that like, you know, fame isn't really equal to anything. Mm -hmm. 
you know, fame is just something that gets you opportunities, and opportunities are where you gain money mm-hmm. to have more fame, especially to get a better opportunity to get more money. So, like OVW had the Netflix series, right? And it got some fame, you know, and then it got some more money. So now it's like, what is OVW's next opportunity going to be? What is it going to be the next thing that they do to kind of try to, you know, like they should? It, the, I think that the canvas should say OVW. Oh, you yeah. Know, the ring looks should... better than ever. I think that that, you know, something like that, that like pure branding, definitely like a next step kind of legitimizes yeah. it. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of different things. But yeah, the company just has to keep like growing and, and putting on compelling storylines and bringing in good talent. So mm-hmm. looking mean, for that next opportunity to expand a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll jump into all of the action from OVW uh, Rise 1277 that originally broadcast from Davis Arena on February 1st, right after this. Hey folks, Tiny Brian here with you, and uh, joining me today is uh, Certified Luke Curtis. Luke, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, dude? Doing all right. Luke, I want to tell you about something that you may not have heard of. It's a podcast, and it's called Bluegrass Homefront. Now, I know you're a Florida boy yourself, right? But, yeah, uh, that's right. Living here in Kentucky right now, I, I, I'm sure you've discovered that there's some weird stories and things going around here in Florida. I know that the 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 Florida man is the is the internet meme, but there's weird Kentucky things going on here too, right? Yep, yep. And I'm from down south in Florida, you know, so closer to the Everglades. So with the Florida man feel. stuff, yeah. Oh, there's all kinds of weird stuff down there. Oh yeah, yeah. So the Bluegrass Homefront podcast provides all kinds of stories about Kentucky people and events, and also music. And it happened to star me and my uh, our all of our bosses, Victor. Well, not your boss, but all the rest of us as bosses, Victor. Uh, so. Just wanted to let you know that you can find that wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Luke, and uh, and bluegrasshomefront.com. Yeah, check them out, Bluegrass Homefront, certified. All right, and now back to the OVW podcast. So the at the top of the uh, the pre-show this week mm-hmm. uh, was a, a little bit uh, special for me. I was completely surprised, not surprised at the same time. Uh, Ragnar the Ruthless was the first contestant announced, and then I was at the concession stand getting a slice of Wix pizza, and I heard that the Shut second <laughs> I heard that uh, the second competitor was from Cincinnati, Ohio, and I looked, and lo and behold, it was the exception, Dalton McKenzie. Um, that hit for me because uh, one, I've known Dalton for a long time. We used to work together a long time ago. And uh, too early on in this podcast, I uh, said that I suspected sooner rather than later he would be joining OVW, and I was pleasantly surprised to see him in action on uh, Thursday night in the very first match. Uh, he looked great out there. He had that uh, that uh, Cincinnati Bengals-themed singlet, which uh, I'm, I'm not surprised. He's He's been a Bengals fan for years and years. And uh, he looked great out there, but unfortunately he uh, he didn't get the win this time around, and uh, Ragnar came out on top. But uh, I'm I'm glad to see him in OVW. Congratulations, Dalton, and uh, congratulations on uh, that baby girl that uh, you and uh, your lady just had. Yeah, c- congratulations. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, I I think um, I know Dalton. Dalton's a cool guy. Um, great attitude. Looks great. Um, I thought he did good, you know. Yeah, he didn't win the match, but he beat the hell out of Ragnar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, he's got a uh, you know a decent feel for TV. He got to find the hard cam a little more, but he definitely has a look and the ability. So hopefully he keeps coming back because clearly they want to use him for something. Um, and Ragnar needs to fight back a little more. So Ragnar's kind of week in and week out been very very prominently featured on the pre-show. He has, yeah. Yes. And he's been climbing and he's been getting more comfortable with it too. That would just be my only advice. You know, it's like you can't take a beating for seven minutes. I mean, that's a little boring. Right, you know, yeah, fans right. want to see some, some fight back, some, some life, back and forth. Know? And I, I do think that Ragnar, um, when you kind of you know fashion yourself after like a Viking or something like that, you should probably be whooping ass. I agree. Right, you know, what is it? It's ruthless. Ruthless, right? Yes, exactly. Ruthless. So not certified. No. Yeah. All right, e- all right. We're gonna actually do this all night. Are either one of these competitors certified? Yeah. Oh man, no, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> The answer is I can't say no, no. to everybody. Right, right, right. So uh, about two of the pre-show, Bad Country, Andrew Williams versus Steve Michaels. I haven't seen Steve Michaels around in a little bit. I'm glad to see him back. Very prominently featured, I think, back when uh, like Legion of Doom was going on. Or Legacy Brutality. What did I say? Legion of Doom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, um, obviously, Andrew had a tall task ahead of him. You know, Even though Steve's not around that much. You know, Steve has a lot of history with the LOB mm-hmm. and OVW in general. OVW and in general, for sure. Massive. And I think you could tell, like, also kind of similar to Ragnar. Andrew comes out, good personality, things like that. But, like, guys got to, like, move out of the corner a little bit. You mm-hmm. know, you could tell when somebody looks a little scared when they just kind of stand in the corner. Like, take control of the ring. You know, look more confident when you're out there. And, like, Andrew's doing great, you know. His gear got a little, get, got to get a little better. Yeah, I yeah. can't stand the sweat stain on the back of his white beater. <laughs> his gray white beater. His sunglasses are cool to a certain extent, you know. Me, purpose, me, um, personally, I feel like you know the windows are the eyes to the soul. So yeah. like, that's where you really convey the emotion through. And he's coming out here. He's got great personality, great fire, but you can't see the crazy in his eyes, you know. So like, how's he gonna take on a guy like Steve? Michaels, how's he gonna make it to where he looks like a threat when, you know, he can't even like he got to do something. Yeah, you know. I thought that when uh, I went back to watch this match, it's like the the size difference between the two. It's like you're he's really gonna have to like put out some serious offense to kind of. Yes, and you can offset. tell like the experience. There's a big experience difference here. You know, Andrew's still finding himself, and Steve's already been wrestling for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So you know, it takes time. Yeah, the the. The presence, the presence, mm-hmm. the difference in presence yes. when you just look at the two of them on camera is kind of obvious. But that's yes. like one of the great things about these pre-shows is um, gives guys an opportunity to figure some things out. And then if they don't figure it out, uh, it leaves open a door for someone else to walk yeah, into and, the pre-show. And, you know, you get the, you have every the opportunity to see yourself every week, like on a television. So, you know, it's like I personally watch. How important is that? Like, it is important. It's extremely important. That's one of the reasons why I moved to OVW, you know, because of the television, because albeit it's not WWE, it's like the same concept. So, you know, you're practicing on that. So I look at myself in the ring when I watch my matches back and, you you know, every single wrestler knows whether they look good, whether they don't look good, whether the stuff they're doing looks mm. good, whether it doesn't. Nobody needs to tell you, like, that's not good. Right. You, know, you don't look good. Everybody knows. Like, that's just a fact. Well, and there's not a lot of uh, independent wrestling that has as extensive of a 
uh, I guess, setup as OVW does, where you're yeah. getting five different camera shots, you're getting a hard camera, you're getting a roving camera, yeah. like and a weekly show, and a weekly show with yeah. an audience, you know, a built-in audience. So, what uh, is there anything that you think you could tell us about maybe the upcoming shows at OVW? We've heard uh, some rumors that OVW is going to get some more content. I don't know if it's going to be broadcast or if it's just going to be on YouTube. Do you know anything about that? No, I don't really. <laughs> you'll I, be a, you'll be a part of it either way. I'm sure. I, I'm sure I will. Yeah, but I'm not sure exactly what they want to do yet. Mm-hmm. I know they want to try to do additional things, but I think that's just still part of like feeling out. Steve you know, Michael. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of growth a in a company, short amount of time. Yeah. When you're dealing with a company with like, you know, 50 talent and all the other people that they have on payroll helping with things, like things don't like happen overnight. Right. You know. Uh, and uh, Steve Michaels ends up taking the victory of Bad Country, Andrew Williams there. About three of the pre-show, Brian Hines was between Angelica Risk and Ari Alexander. Yes, that was the uh, <laughs> the third dark match or the pre-show match of the uh, the evening. Um, Angelica Risk looked sharp in in the ring. Oh, I really she, like this new kind of. I like this new ring gear. Uh, well, the, I mean, the yeah, I mean, the frills for Ari Alexander. I like that a lot. Uh, but Angelica Risk has been coming. Uh, been featured more and more prominently, I guess, since in the, the weekly Rumble. show. Yeah, yeah, since the Rumble, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, she kind of has like a like a bulldog type thing going on. Yeah, I feel like at some point she's going to end up in the Bad Girls Club. Uh, I could we'll see say. that. I, could I know, definitely I know see how that. Layla recruits. <laughs> I feel like she's gonna she's gonna end up with them. But you know, she's been doing a lot of the pre-show. Mm-hmm. They definitely are going to use and Helicon TV if she keeps coming back. They're just probably waiting for you know somewhere to insert her. Right. You know? Right. The television has only so many spots for people, and like with, with the the angles that are happening, like so much of that time is ate up. Right, multiple women's things or the Bad Girls Club, like they take up a lot of TV time. So people well, just gotta find their way in. And OVW television, for what it's worth, is jam packed every week. Yes. Like there's not really anything that feels. Um, feels like it could go or needs to go or anything like that even though it's maybe some things aren't always my favorite yes, you know yes. uh everything is told very concisely like it is really really hard to find a place where you can pick something out and replace it with something else exactly. in, OV- in the way that ovw te- uh, weekly television is which is a big compliment yeah and that's why the pre-show has become you know prevalent because there's so many people now that are coming in or want to come in like this has become like a necessary step mm-hmm. you know and it's great to be able to access it so easily on the, uh, you know, rewatch it on YouTube or whatever, or watch it live as it's happening, because yeah. up until very recently, that wasn't an option. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I came to OVW my first time, like, they were doing dark matches, but, like, I had two matches on TV, mm-hmm. you know? and one was a title match. So, like, this, the company's changed a lot. Like, that ain't happening now. Like, right, right, because there's just such uh, so much more talent around. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, stories are developed, and... There's, you know, this is a this is a drama, you know. So you need to understand who these characters are and who these wrestlers are. Fans don't want to come into OVW and see somebody brand new mm-hmm. in a prominent spot on TV that they don't are not familiar with. Right. You know, it's like your favorite sitcom. If you turn it on and one of the characters had completely changed, you'd be like, "What happened?" You know, it's it's identifiable characters. You know that behave the same way week in and week out. Well, and we have those. There's also too something that exists in wrestling everywhere but is an ovw in this like massive degree that i've not even seen in a lot of the other quote-unquote bigger promotions is like the care the 
fans are very, very dedicated yes. to OVW. Because we earn these fans. Yeah. You know, that's the difference between us and any other promotion. Like, you know, maybe not any other promotion. GCW is very similar in that regard. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, all of the OVW fans, they come to OVW because of us. You right. can bring out WWE talent. You can bring out big-name talent, and the crowd doesn't react the same way. No. You know? No. Like, I'm the star at OVW. Right. Because like, they see people come in and out all the time. You have to prove to these fans over time. And they're smart. Like, a yes. lot of these fans are very smart and know To, to our product. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, about one regular show here. I guess we'll go ahead and mention now how Angelica Risk takes the win over Ari Alexander. And that was a big win, you know, because Ari's been at OVW for a while. She's established. Yeah. So, I, it's, a, it's a good win for her, you know? I, I say week in and week out on here. I love, like, Ari Alexander. I think she's criminally underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, she's very good. Speaking of crim- criminally underrated, uh, Shalance Royale is in our next match. Another person that I feel, like, every single time I watch out there. There's things I would change about her presentation. I'm not crazy about, like, comedy stuff all the time, but I think as far as wrestling, I think she's, like, almost as good as it gets in ring. Um, she's definitely the smoothest female worker on the OVW roster, yeah, for sure. yeah. Um, I don't think Shalonse is underrated, you know, only because, like, everybody knows how good she is, and they always say that. Right, right. You know? Do, do you think that sometimes... Do you think I'm underrated? No. I, okay. It's like, why am I not signed? Or, like, why is Shalonse not signed? You know what I'm saying? Like, people know how talented she is. Sure. Do you think that sometimes, um, like, fans are... We're, that we're just a little hung up on, like, our opinion on things? And not like we don't see it like we we like and I'm being like I'm being a hundred percent honest because this I, is I, like this is a question that I think about all the time when I sit down and talk with wrestlers is like do we actually know anything? No, <laughs> like, no, no, no. But that's fine, and that's a great part about yeah, it. yeah. Like you're not too caught up in what you think, and and it, and it is your job to think. That's what makes the business go because people have an opinion on it. But at the end of the day, if you don't do this, you don't know. Right. You right. know, like there's secrets in wrestling. You know, when I got in wrestling, it, the business seems so exposed, mm. but there's very intricate things that you only learn, like, through time. There's things that I know in wrestling that people that have maybe been wrestling longer than me won't know because maybe I've earned trust with an Al Snow and yeah. he's told me some shit here and there or maybe Doug Basham, you know? Yeah. So, like, there's things, like, like the things that, like, a, a Triple H could tell you or Shawn Michaels, like, that would just make your brain click. Like, that's wrestling. It's all information. You know, the most valuable thing you can get in wrestling is, is knowledge. A hundred percent for somebody to tell you, Hey kid, this is how it works because this is a competitive business about money. So people are not just going to give away the secrets of professional wrestling. They have to be willing to give up what, what they do, what works for them, what they've learned throughout their years of experience, how they make money. You know, that's what it is, you know? So like at the end of the day, like, as wrestlers don't even know what's going on half the time. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So let alone the fans, really, you, it's just a formula. It's just a like an opinion. You know, right. That's it. Right. There's an opinion. It's not truth to what's like actually happening a lot of the time. Yeah. It's it sometimes same thing as watching like any television show, man. Anything. Right. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what's happening in The Bachelor. You don't know what's happening on Survivor. You don't know what's happening on the news. You know, you, they, this is television. It's entertainment. I'm just, I can only believe what I'm shown. Exactly. Right. Yep. And it, but you should talk about it and you should have an opinion because that's what, you know, that drives everything. You know, a fan's opinion, 
You know, if something's talked about enough in the news, the story can be changed the next day, mm -hmm. you know, to fit that story. So it's good to have people engage and talk about things and formulate opinions because that creates ideas too and sparks a conversation and controversy. And yeah, it's all important, you know. We don't always have to take what we're given, but like most of the time, maybe we probably just should. I don't know. I just yeah. I I just think it's such a funny place for me as a person who can't can't even like tie their shoes correctly that I come on here week in week out and say, well, this is why it should be. Or this is I couldn't no, no, I couldn't that, I can't fall on my back. You know what I mean? Like yeah, but this is something that is based on opinion. Yeah, you know, wrestling is like an art. This is like subjective. Yeah, you know, this is not like fact. Right. Or did I say that the right way? No, yeah, you too. I know yeah. what you're saying. Right? Absolutely. This is subjective. Yeah, like, absolutely. This is like up to people's opinion. This is not like a, a job where it's like, this is this way. This is open to interpretation. Mm -hmm. You can like it. You cannot like it. You can feel this way. You can feel that way. There's so many possibilities for you to, how you can feel about a wrestling match. And I guess it all comes back to that old adage in wrestling is the worst thing for us to do as fans would be to not react at all. Agreed. There you go. That's perfect. That's a perfect way to look at it. At it. Uh, and like, also, one more thing I'll say about that. No, no, no. Even as talent, we we get too caught up in it mm -hmm. and thinking that it's you never know the big picture, man. You know, no. you never know what's going to happen next. Something might happen today, this week on television, but in three months, it's all going to turn back around in my favor in the biggest way possible. Yeah. But right now, today, I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Like. That's just not what this is. Well, I mean, even... You know, like down to the root of this. This is a, a week-to-week -week story, yeah. you know, with evolving characters and evolving stories. Things can change at any moment, you know? Yeah. Like this past week, I'd almost almost completely forgotten about the three masked men mm -hmm. from yeah. the, uh, the last pay-per-view. And then, lo and behold, here they are. They show yep. up yet again right before the next pay-per-view. And, and do you think that they will be here this Thursday? I don't know. I I'd say that there's a fairly decent chance. I would think they will. Be. I would hope so. If they made, if they were there last Thursday, they came in and tried to beat me up. Yeah. last week. So yeah. I think they're gonna be here. Yeah, right. I would think so. So that's this is a part of the story. You know, I didn't know they were gonna be there either. I think that uh, something that you kind <laughs> that's of that's just the way it happens. You know, right. Like, uh, I think something that you kind of touched on, where something can happen one week and it changes the trajectory of the next. Yeah. You know, however long is like maybe something that what happened with uh, Manny Domingo when he came kind of became Huda Pesos. Yeah. He's in our next match teaming with Maximo Suave uh, against the Fallen, which is now just the Nephilim and ZDP. Um, that was a that was one thing he did. We gotta talk about the ladies though. Oh, uh, I Sophia Rose and Lady Bird. They took. They're the kind of. Uh, the new shiny toy tag team in the women's division. They're phenomenal, right? They are. They what are. You say? That's a, a win over Shalonse and guess two weeks in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it is. Uh, last yeah. week would have been when Shalonse was teaming with Ari right. uh, in the pre-show. Yeah, they're they look good together. I like Sophia. And I really like that as a. Pre I really like their presentation. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of they are kind of the antithesis of the Bad Girls Club. <laughs> Exactly. I feel like it's going that way. Yeah. Lady Bird reminds me of like, like she has like this feel like, I feel like Mickey James has when she was at mm -hmm. OVW. Just very easy to like. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, like as soon as she started getting in the ring and doing stuff, the crowd was popping right away. Boom, 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 boom. I was like, they love her. 
well, and they they smiling and the holds, you know, very obviously like all American kind of like easy to get along with. Like, oh, that's the person I wish my daughter could be, or I wish that my son would date. Like, that's the kind of exactly the, the just like uh, very easy to agree with yes. the team of Sophia Rose and Lady Bird, and uh, two weeks, two wins in a row, two weeks in a row. That's right. Uh, we see also to kind of uh, touch on other things that are happening in the women's division. Maria tells Al that Haley was run off the road uh, just outside of the door. We see the bad girls club laughing hmm. about Haley's potential injury. Typical bad girls club stuff here. I know that but maybe we'll leave Luke out of this conversation. I can talk about it. You can talk about it. Yep. Go ahead. You guys talk. I'll jump in there. <laughs> Sorry uh, if I keep rubbing my eye, everybody. No, my it's all good. bothering It's me. all good. Uh, we, uh, we, we know that the Bad Girls Club don't mind week in and week out to uh, hedge their bets, so to speak. Sure. And Always it, causing mischief like they uh, seem to do. It would be, uh, it would be suggested here that um, I, guess, I guess we'll find out, right? Yeah, we'll find out what happened. Usually, if you think it's the Bad Girls Club, it was the Bad Girls Club, though. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll see here in a little bit towards the uh, middle of the episode. Um, I don't know. I heard Haley, you know, in drives. Oh, yeah, that's why she ran off the road. I think oh, we, well, yeah, I think we all saw it. Maybe that's what happened. I uh, don't know. Al Snow, one of the weirdest things that's happened since we've started doing this podcast was Al just flat on coming out. And, and you know, I said, oh, well, you know. Were you ever afraid of anything that you, you might see on, on wrestlers? He said, well, I mean, I didn't love Haley driving down 75 smoking a joint. But I was like, well, okay. It's, like, it's out there. So I guess it's my no point while in trying to deny phone, it. While on her phone, no yeah. less. Yeah, yeah, while on the, uh, talking on the phone smoking a joint. And I was like, yeah, man, it is out there. It's just uh, so funny how, uh, you know, it's, I mean, if, there's, if it's out there, there's no reason to deny it, right? No, but yeah. yeah, you bring up a very good point. Haley's over, bro. They can, matter. Yeah. But it, she could have been uh, doing the sticky icky and just yeah, kind of swerved off the road. You know, it That's was right. raining last week. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Byron Hines, tell me about match number two here. Official match number two. So the second match was the Fallen, which was uh, the Nephilim and ZDP versus uh, your new best friend Maximus Suave and Hoda Pesos. Maximus Suave, Hoda Pesos. We kind of, um, second week in a row, we've seen Hoda Pesos and Maximo Suave. Uh, we mentioned last week that that was something we know that it had kind of tried to be getting off the ground for some time. We're kind of seeing it get off the ground now, the team of Hoda Pesos and Maximo Suave. But uh, the big thing here is that we had a no decision because the Golden Lions break up the match to call out. Yeah, they sure did. A a few different things here. You guys talked about, like, um, you know, you put over, like, Ronnie Reverend leaving the company or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, like, now it's just Damone and ZDP. I'm trying to figure out a way to fix ZDP. I don't know. I think we need to, like, capture him and do some tests (laughs) on him or something, but... We're gonna we're gonna turn him into something else if we can ever unpossess him. What uh, we just gotta figure out what it's gonna be. What do you like about ZDP that you want to he's see more possessed? Very talented. Very yeah. Yeah. He does very, some insane insane things. Yeah, he doesn't get. He's criminally underrated. You know. Amen mm-hmm. to that. Yeah, he is. He has some things he needs to work on as well, and he knows that. But um, I think um, we'll get him. You know, 
We'll get him saved. Get him up to where we'll, he we'll needs get him, to be. We'll, we'll, we'll get him uh, exercised, get the, the, the exorcism done on him, and get him uh, clean again. But that's part get of the him fun. Off the that's drug. my favorite part. We'll get, we'll, we'll, get him, we'll get him off the meth. That's why he's foaming out the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him clean, send him to rehab, and he'll be a whole new wrestler. Do you ever think it's hard to have like a spooky gimmick like this, like a, a demon gimmick like this, oh, and, I know. and unlearn it, and like no, teach the fans to unlearn not it? Not for him. Um, he'll 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 be good at it. He'll figure it out. Um, I I know about this. There's so much insight to this happening. You know, um, he didn't want to do that. You know, mm-hmm. but he did it, and he's done it to the best. Yeah, he's done it. He's done a great job. Yeah, he's and done the a great day before. Job. You know, he told me. We were talking about stuff like this, and he was like, oh, I could do anything. They, they made me something. I'll do it tomorrow. And then I remember him saying he didn't want to do it. And I was like, you said you could do anything. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and look, you know, he's tearing it up. But he's, we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna save him. Get something. Fine. You figure, figure it out. Yeah. And this is like, I, I love them as a tag team, Maximo and uh, Peso also. Um, they're definitely like the ultimate underdogs, as you can see. Mm-hmm. Because this tag division is thick, bro. I mean, you got Cash and Shira, who clearly wanted to make a statement. Right. Sure. So they, they destroyed everybody in the ring. Um, they have the you've Overman. You've got the Fallen. You've got the Overman. You've got Luscious and Omar. Big yeah. boys, you know. And then you've got, um, now you've got Donovan and TW3, the hottest tag team in OVW. Oh, yeah. My like, new favorite tag team. When, so. when Adam Revolver, the last run of the Overman when they held the tag team was of course with you, Luke Curtis and Joe Mack. Yeah. Adam revolver kind of comes in. Now he's the tag team champion with your former partner, Joe Mack. He comes in with a lot less style. And this is true. This yeah. Is amen true. to that. And, uh, were, were you aware? Did you even know that, that they were going to, that they were going to challenge as a team? I was in the Dominican Republic, dude. <laughs> the time of your life, yeah, man. Bro. <laughs> I just feel I like staying in a villa in the jungle somewhere. I don't know. You guys had such a great reign, you and Joe Mack. Yeah, I just I'm just curious, like how uh, well, yeah, all of I a mean, sudden you come back, you come back from a great vacation, and then the human uh, thumb Adam Revolver has your former belt, like you know, with your former knew, best friends or still were, kind of best friends nah i knew they were up to something you know before i even went on vacation you know with that thing where joe made me fall off the rope yeah and try to say he didn't i know he did and then when i saw that with them winning the tag titles i mean i mean it all it all made sense i uh, i get it whatever i uh i want to ask you about will austin what do you think about will austin will's great yeah will's great you know, Will and Tiffany, you know, Layla and I are the ones that suggested they, they come out here to begin with. Yeah. You, you guys know? have known each other. I know that. Since Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Now the four of us, you know, we take up a lot of TV time on this show. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we dominate this show. You know, Will's always in a, in a good segment. You know, I'm always in a top segment. Layla and Tiffany are running the women's division, so... We have seen him take some bumps. He's insane, man. He's willing to yeah. go, go to some weird places. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's always been that way. He's done some crazy stuff, man. Even in Florida, he was taking some, some crazy bumps and stuff. Wow. And he's gotten, he, was, he was always good. Even in Florida, he was good. But he's learned the TV like, very well mm-hmm. and how to like, play to the audience and things like that. So Will's gotten nothing but better like every time. I'm surprised he hasn't won the Rush Championship already. 
you know. But it's been on Cal for so long. I mean, Cal's, yeah. you know, Cal's of. eventually gonna Cal's eventually gonna do something with it. I don't know what's gonna happen. I think he's gonna he's gonna try to cash in that rush title and just jump up to like the Kentucky. Yeah, and he's probably gonna beat the hell out of Tony Evans fast. Yeah, something. something. <laughs> we'll find out this Thursday. Uh, what do you think about Ryan Von Rocket? This uh, is a guy. This is like kind of like a true journeyman wrestler. Like he's he's been doing it for a long time. He has TV experience. He was on Tough Enough. He had, yeah. he's been he's been around doing this thing for a long time. I first started watching him on Tough Enough when I got in the business before I even had been to OVW, and I ended up seeing him at a show in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Layla and I, and we were like, "Hey, man, you know you're from Tough Enough." I'd already looked him up because I watched the show. I was like, oh, this guy's still at OVW. He's been the champ before. You know, me and Layla would talk about these things. And he's like, yeah, you guys got to come out. We'd always wanted to come anyway. So, like, I've known Ryan, you know, since before I even came to OVW. He's one of the first people. He's a wealth of knowledge. Um, oh. Like you said, he's been doing it a long time. He's great with his character work. Right. How much, uh, how much of it, though, is not a character? Like how like how how intense is Ryan Von Rocket all the time? <laughs> he's got different levels of intensity. You uh-huh. know, he's always pretty intense, even if he's like kind of mellow. Right. You know, right. he's likes to kind of he, he's bringing a lot out here. You know, this is a lot of Absolutely, energy, a lot man. of passion that he's putting into this. So like, you know, he he can be pretty calm backstage a lot of times. You know, you can just kind of tell it's building up inside of him, getting ready to. Have Have you uh, Have you ever gotten an invite to go see his cover band? No, I haven't. Yeah, we might have to make an OVW podcast trip one day. We'll yeah. get, we'll we'll shoot you a text if we end up going yeah, to see Ryan it. Von Rocket's cover band. Yeah, cool. We'll crash it. Uh, Ryan Von Rocket takes the um, interview. Picks up the win, but Ryan has a whole new attitude here. Let's talk about yeah. that. He doesn't yeah, I, I felt bad for him because the I mean he seemed like he was lost without the Rockets. This yeah, uh, but he he won at the end. This well, Carson, he did this but, Carson Drake thing. Yeah, has been yeah, going. Carson's, yeah, we're keeps we're striking out with the ladies. That uh, that I guess was one of the big overarching stories throughout the night is Carson Drake running back and forth and sweating his balls off trying to entertain both of the Rockets separately. Yeah. And that's yeah, and you see Ryan is out here alone, still able to pick up the win, but yeah, um, but yeah, completely different side of Ryan Von Rocket, like yep. you said, uh, a little grittier, little uh, harder edge yes. version of Ryan Von Rocket. Uh, we do have an interview with Will Austin coming up in the feed this week. This Tiny Thursday. Brian. Yeah, Tiny that's Brian. right. So Good deal. Look out for that as well. Um, do, 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 do. Up next, Big Zoe versus the who I like to call everybody at OVW's favorite new toy, the Iron Demon, Shane Mercer. What is, what's it like to just have like somebody that's so purely freaky of an athlete like Shane Mercer is? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Shade's been a great addition to the show. Um, been getting a bunch of wins. I mean, he yeah. beat I think he beat Will last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Zoe this week. And, I mean, Zoe is no slouch either. No, yeah, Zoe is it's great to see Zoe on TV. Zoe's been around for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. It was a great match. I enjoyed it. Um, Shane's a freak of nature. He's super strong. Um Let's see. Let's see where he's trying to go in the company, where he's trying to move to. I think that's a big part of a lot of it too. Like guys coming in, it's it's good to watch Shane wrestle, you know. Mm-hmm. But where, where's he going? Well, and I kind of question that sometimes myself because he's very impressive, but I don't know what. Or I, it's about getting established, right? You know? Right. I I'd watch the guy 
wrestle all the time, but I don't know that I necessarily, as a fan, and like we've established in this conversation, I don't know anything because I'm just a fan. I don't know if I want need him to win a belt. I don't know if I want to see him like up there at the upper echelon against guys like Tony Gunn or Jack Vaughn. I just like to watch him do his cool test of strength and stuff like that and watch him throw dudes that are twice his side around the rig. That's he, what he I did that, parkour that, off yeah. of Big Zoe. He's, he's, in, he's insanely That's why he needs to be doing other stuff, you know? Yeah. Because, you, yeah, we need to see, you know... Sink and swim? This is, this is television, man. This is a matter of, like, developing... T- television angles are extremely important in professional wrestling. Every story that I've had has developed my character and made mm-hmm. me who I am. This is why Certified Luke Curtis is who he is. Because that guy, Woda Peso or whatever, like, I was the one that made him Manny Domingo. Because when he got to OVW, they didn't even know how to chant his name. Yeah. They worked the angle with me, you know. Oh, wow. And I, I got to help get him over, you know. And then he came out in the Rumble and was the most over person because we worked the angle forever. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's these different moments that build you and make you who you are. You know, that helped make me who I am. When I first got there, I worked with Isaiah. That helped turn me into certified, you know, before I had the robes and stuff. So, you know, Manny gets elevated. I get elevated over here. You know, I work angles with different guys. Kripke, you know, try to take his baby. All kinds of stuff, man. (laughs) Shane, he needs to, this character needs to develop into something that the audience can relate to. Mm -hmm. And to do that, you have to be involved in stories. You know, I'm about to wrestle for the NWA championship. And like, you know, things are changing at OVW. You know, I was getting booed two weeks ago. I'm getting cheered now. Uh, You know, like, this is going to stick with me for wherever I go. It's important. It's taken a lot of work. It took a lot of time for you to get booed for people to get to the point where they wanted to cheer you. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought that they would come. I uh, Sometimes, just again, me sitting in the folding chairs in the audience, there were times where I was afraid it wasn't going to come either. And yeah. I desperately wanted it for you because I thought you deserved it. And I thought that everything had been done pitch perfect. But sometimes with the people in there, man... They, they get, and I've done this in wrestling too, so I'm not above it, but they're not, they're not, they're, they're still sore about stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. Like, yeah. Davis Arena, this goes back to just how good the fans are at OVW. Mm-hmm. Is like they're not as quick to forgive just because they're told they should forgive you now. No, they kind of take that it. personal yeah, sometimes. You and that's kind of like the what I'm saying about the fans you know, overthinking things and not taking what's given to them because at the end of the day, everything is circumstantial. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't like me because of things that I do, but you like me because of the thing that I'm about to do. Right, you right. Know? So now yeah. you're behind me, right? Yeah. But if I do something that you don't like again, you're not going to like me again. And it can go away that quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow, you know, I could break everything in this office and smash all your stuff and get in my car and haul ass out of here. You don't like me anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, you could. I but if someone don't. tries to come in and do it and I beat them up, you're going to love me. Well, yeah. Yeah. You right? Yeah. It's all circumstantial. We're not getting our stuff smashed, are we? Not today. I hope not because it's all my stuff. <laughs> Maybe if you let them in here. Uh-oh. Crazy women. Oh, yeah. That's why we only have one of them by at a time. One, yeah, one at a time. I was downstairs when that was happening. I could hear it. From the whole building, it's not like a bunch of chickens fighting up there. Like, <laughs> this is as a, for context the uh, the team of Freya, the Slayer, and uh, confrontation between uh, yeah, team of Freya, the Slayer, literally and being marched to the ring by Al to start a match. This didn't seem like an episode so much as a, a free for all this week with a couple of matches mixed in because you had the 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 women erupting and throwing uh, like getting mad at each other and. 
then you had the, the three masked men later on and and I love that stuff. I feel like yeah. that's how it should be, you know, like Yeah, it was unsettling and, and in a good way. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect all that uh, ruckus. There wasn't nearly as much uh, structure as there normally is on the weekly show. There were run-ins and things I wasn't expecting, so I appreciated that. I like, you know, I like television and I like stories. You know, you want to be entertained by the show. Mm. You only can watch so many wrestling matches, and, you know, like before you're like, oh, you know. Well, and there's such a big conversation about that happening uh, in like wrestling in general right mm-hmm. now. Is like, oh, it's a huge part of it. It's the biggest thing. Is is you have two very different philosophies of like, oh, you know, it's fine to just put out these, you know, 35 minute bangers every week. And like, I like watching that to a certain extent. But do you know when I like watching that? I like watching it cold on YouTube because I heard about it. Yeah, yeah, of course. And like, yeah, I, I, I do have a problem kind of with match 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 every week because it gets it i i ain't still a wrestling fan who wants to see a story yeah you yeah I, I think that it's great to do you know five backflips in a row or whatever but if i don't if i don't care i don't care storytelling has always been a part of culture mm-hmm. you know like just going back to religion everybody has a religion everybody has a story everybody has a story to be told forever storytelling is like what kind of what people are like we tell stories the entertainment business has always been storytelling movies television shows this is what the entertainment business is you're putting on a tv show you're you're telling stories like that's just like what this is me over the years delivering certified luke curtis to you week after week after week after week that's me telling you my story Mm -hmm. you know that's all everything is is storytelling so why would you try to take that out of a television show right and not have it be a story that's the best part I understand that that wrestling fans like watching wrestling matches, but there's a reason why they try to take wrestling out of the Olympics because straight wrestling is is boring. Boring, yeah, yeah, bro. You know, and you're trying to bring in casual viewers. You're trying to bring in new fans because that helps business grow. Because if not, right, what happens? Your fans that you have now they get old, yeah, and then they die, yeah. and then you have no fans. So you have to keep bringing in new fans, bringing in a new audience. Constantly evolving your product, making it young again, making it fresh, mm-hmm. you know? So that's, that's kind of what it has to be. I don't, I don't see any other way to, like, you know, you have to tell stories. No, I tend, to, I tend to agree with you. I tend to agree with because you. Because at the root of it all anyway, you're telling a story. Like, everything's a story. Right, you right. Know? And, like, that's how we, even for thousands of years, you know, you mentioned religion, mentioned this and that. Even, like, fictional stories or, or, or true stories or whatever. This is how we're taught to know whether or not we like something yes. about, even, like, do I like Brian? Because Brian upon acts a time. like this. Everything's like, a once upon a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's how we're taught literally what good and bad is Yep. and how we feel about good and bad yep. is, is through storytelling. Yep. Yep. Um, hot bad girls club here. Uh, the team of Layla Gray and dream girl, Ellie, um, and the OVW champion Freya the Slay and Hima. uh, Al set this as a tables, ladders and chairs match. Yes. After Tiffany Nieves was, uh, drug away, I guess, to. Yeah, we can't just the, gloss over that. I mean, that was I don't, or, know, I don't know where they're taking Tiffany. For crying um, out loud. Like, this part of the show is super entertaining to me. Yeah, yeah. it really was. You know, no, no show on TV, no wrestling show has this. No. No. Right into a match like this. The, 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 the Tiffany putting it over, like, phenomenal. Like, yeah, yeah, really. No, she was, she's fantastic. My and favorite then I'm part. watching this at home with Layla watching it back. 
And I'm like, this is this is real. Like I'm like, you could should attack them right now. And then they run over and start attacking them. Yeah. I'm like, that's what it's supposed to be. Like all the fans are looking like, oh, they should these these bad girls are gonna hit them. They should attack them. And then sure enough, they attack them. There we go. Because yeah, that's what the people are thinking is gonna happen. That's what should happen. Do you You're uh, telling the story? It was <laughs> it was good to be there in person because you you kind of felt that chaos. And I mean, yeah, they're to, pissed. To watch it on TV Tiffany was one thing, suspended. but to actually be there and to feel the outrage uh, of La Princesa and everybody trying to drag her out, uh, it was a circus. Yeah, yeah, I I loved it. That was exactly what it was meant to be, and uh, they, I mean. It was uh, it was a scene, and uh, it was uh, great to be there in person to experience that. We, OVW uh, does a really great job of like lulling everyone into thinking that everything is real cool and it's going to be real cool forever. And it's gonna and these got your guys are gonna be ha- they're gonna have the championship for a long time and your guys they're gonna be protecting the company and then like within two weeks it's just. Fucking chaos! You didn't. You, right, didn't yeah. you didn't know. You don't. None of the champions are the same. The guys that were got good guys are bad guys. The guys that are bad guys are good guys. You yes. have no. Within two weeks, the entire infrastructure has been blown up, and yeah. that's the point in the cycle we kind of are at yes. right now with OVW. Uh huh. When we. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like you guys were talking about with like you know looking ahead at the story like maybe in other companies it is like that maybe at wwe they're like at wrestlemania in six months you're doing this yeah. you know but at ovw bro i don't luke curtis will be in action this week hey guys that's i know the same amount as you guys yeah the graphic <laughs> i will be in action this week that's it that's i don't know what know. that means i don't know what that means all i know is i'm probably going to be wrestling i think you know but i'm pretty sure those mask guys are going to come out and attack me Right, that's common uh, that's, sense. Yeah. I'm gonna be, you don't think I'm gonna be looking around for them? Yeah, that like that's be, what this is. The, the week before the pay per view, I'm sure yeah. that they will definitely be around. Yeah, so I'm gonna be watching out for them. But well, you know, like that's all we know at OVW. And then, like, I don't know what I'm doing on the 10th, like at the pay per view. Like, I don't know if I'm wrestling on the pay per view. Like, you know, I'm gonna be in the building, yeah. but like, I don't have a match set. And that's five days before a huge, huge match. Maybe one of the biggest matches yeah. of your entire career. Yeah. In EC3. Yeah, and... that's what everybody's saying. The biggest match of my career. So, like, yeah, like, I don't know. I guess I know that the EC3 match is coming up. I know that, one thing. That seems to be a, a recurring theme with a, a lot of the people that we've talked to is they don't really know everything until it's actually time. Like when we got to Davis Arena and we talked to Cash, they had just announced the Manchester show and he was like, Really? We're we're doing a show at the Manchester and Yeah, we like, don't oh, know. I hadn't I hadn't heard that. But yeah. uh and and like you said, um about like two weeks in the company everything can be drastically different. Yeah. When we were there last Thursday, uh Brian and I were sitting together and the the usual energy from the crowd was just different. I mean, more often than not, when you go to Davis Arena, you're going to see the people that you see just about every other time, uh, and you kind of know what to expect uh, in terms of just the experience itself and like the matches and the programming and how everything's paced and timed out and stuff. The the whole energy was like different last week, and we talked about that, and that was yeah. right before the uh, the title change at the end of the night, and. To your point, that's exactly where we are right now in the in the story cycle because this kind of felt like the aftermath of last week when everything like shifted into a completely is the storm after the calm. Yeah, 
Yeah, is kind of what we've been going on uh, the past couple of weeks. But that element of chaos, OVW, nobody does it better. Nobody does it better. Nobody knows when to pull that uh, pin out and throw that grenade better than OVW does. And that's because, you know. Al Snow? Come on. Certified? Certified. Al Snow. <laughs> the unpredictability is uh, that's for, you know, that's, the best. You know, 40 years of wrestling. 40 years of experience, kid. Like, that's what you get out of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he's just, he would be... He's obviously such a very analytical guy. You want me to tell you another secret about wrestling? Yeah. Trick in wrestling? Yeah. Check this out. So it takes like, in almost anything you do, right? It takes like 10 years to be like a master of your craft, right? 10 years of like hours put in. So like to be a really good wrestler, like it takes time, right? You would think. Sure. To be a promoter and to book a wrestling show, it's the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Just because you watch a lot of wrestling, just because you wrote it down on paper a lot of times does not mean you are going to be a good booker. It takes years of wrestling experience, and then it takes years of sitting under a booker or a promoter. It doesn't even, you don't even need the wrestling experience. You have to sit under a booker, a promoter, somebody that's been doing it for years to know how to book this properly. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's just the number one thing in this business. You cannot book a wrestling show effectively if you have not learned under a legend of booking, right? Like that's just that's it. And that kind of yeah. goes back to uh, the the whole family mentality. And if you're if you're an outsider, you know you don't get that knowledge. You don't get that like, uh, you know, after you've been there for a while and you slowly yes. pick up on things and people share things with you. Um, I mean, that's how you learn it. You can't like you know. The old has be, is becoming new again, or has become new again, in a lot of this wrestling stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm I'm like a super old school wrestler. A lot of people would think you know, but people love what I do because it's fresh. Right. Everybody's yeah. doing the same stuff over and over and over. I'm just doing the stuff they did 40, 50 years ago. You know, and that's I'm, all it is. I'm sure Al would say to you. I've heard him say. I've heard him say it to on other people's stuff. He said it to me on here and in the past. I'm sure he said it to you and all of students he's ever had. Wrestling ain't changed. There's yeah. no, there's, it's, it's still, this, it's the same thing as it was 40 years ago as it was 40 years before that. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. The only difference in the wrestling business is like the television. It's the way mm-hmm. you do business. But wrestling is completely, it's the same gimmick, dude. You know, fans pay tickets to come watch a wrestling show. Yeah. Set up a ring somewhere, pay some money, they come do it. Or you do it on television. That's the only difference, like, you know. Like we have to just figure out, figure out how to get them back next week. That's the job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, whether it be on TV or whether it be in person. A, a lot of it is, is like, there were some stars, you know. Yeah. yeah. There were some stars in the business. There were people that weren't afraid, and they didn't have the restrictions on them, maybe. And they were able to go out there and be superstars. Mm-hmm. And that's was, and they were. You know, that, there ain't no Kurt Angles now. There ain't no Rocks. No. John Cena's like... Mm. Hulk uh, Hogan's I, like, they, I, they I think no. MJF is. He's good. He's yeah, MJF is really good. If there's yeah. if there's going to be an argument for someone yes. on the major level, I think it's MJF. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's MJF's awesome. I'm that's a massive Cody guy, but I think honestly, Cody's Cody's really good. But Cody's I, really good. I don't think he's Roman's. Roman's really good. I think Cody's really good for wrestling guys. Yeah, like wrestling fans. I don't think when I think of The Rock, Stone Cold, uh, Stone Cold. That's crossover. 
Cody yeah. Rhodes is. I think Cody is going to cross over though, and he's going to be the next. Not guy with that to be big a, ass tattoo on his neck. He's going to be. A, <laughs> I guess that, I, that keeps him way too much in the, just the, the realm wrestling. of. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. He'll put on a turtleneck or something. I think Cody will be in movies and stuff. Yeah. What you think? I mean, he's like my favorite wrestler. I've spent more time with Tears in My Eyes during Cody Rhodes matches than I have like Schindler's List. So yeah, I, I, I model. I try to model myself after Cody Rhodes. Like I'm backstage and stuff. He really is like an ultimate professional. Yeah. No. Yeah, and I just think I believe I believe in him in ring and out of ring. Yeah. You know, he he I he's very. You just don't think he's a superstar like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You make over. a very good Put point. You make over. a very good point. Maybe this is me uh, not having enough confidence in what I like for him to think that go. he's going that he could do the thing. I think if there were more Cody Rhodes, the wrestling business would be a lot better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It just seems like he has so much respect for it and is very genuine and understands what it I feel like what when I watch Cody Rhodes when I watch Cody Rhodes and CM Punk promo against each other. Oh my gosh. You know, this is how I looked at it. Like Cody Rhodes, I I feel like when you watch him promo, like he's you could tell he's done acting classes. Mm-hmm. Like he's phenomenal. Like he knows how to take his pauses. He knows how to look away. He knows how to do things at the right time. Yeah, he looks trained. Right. You know, CM Punk is more like raw talent. Right. You know, Cody Rhodes is talent culminated trained. I feel like he's definitely going to be an actor. Yes. Like he's got like that that the way that he talks, the way he pauses, the way he the facials like you know cm punk is like he's just a man of the people charisma Mm -hmm. have you ever thought about doing uh like is that something that happens pretty regularly have you ever thought about doing acting classes yeah yeah definitely it's gonna happen at some point yeah yeah i'm just like getting into bodybuilding now so like i'm gonna compete in bodybuilding this year right on so like you know i want to do that and it's gonna it's gonna all come together. It's gonna, of course, yeah, yeah definitely. I definitely yeah, I wanna live in LA, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, all right. It's all be yeah. a little better than Louisville sometimes, I guess. Yeah. Let's uh let's I'm looking forward to this tables, ladders, and chairs match. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that, what they're climbing the ladder deal. for, but uh just for funsies. Yeah. Uh <laughs> so out number six here, that would be the first fight of the second hour, Brian. Correct. And that is tell uh, us about your new favorite tag team, Brian. Huh? It, it's the Mammoth, Donovan Cecil, and the '80s Baby TW3. Um, this is what the third week in a row, yes, third or fourth, and they they just keep looking better and better. I mean, as far as two people that haven't been a tag team for very long, uh, I feel like they are knocking it out of the park. I feel like they're doing a great job, and uh, I. I I still stand by this. 2024 is the year of the mammoth. Absolutely. Donovan is definitely somebody to watch out for. Yeah. Yeah. I train at the same gym as Donovan. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. So I watch him kind of do his strongman stuff like regularly. I've seen it on on Facebook a little bit. That's really impressive. Yeah. So like, like, you know, just to kind of give you, you know, I do bodybuilding. So, you know, I do a lot more like fine detail work and stuff. And Donovan's just like... Wears a mouthpiece when he works out. You know, you gotta put like fake teeth in so he don't break his own. Teeth, two you know? two very different <laughs> philosophies on training, yeah. right? And and literally, it'll be a Thursday before TV. You know, I get my hair cut, I go in the gym, I got my nice outfit on, and you know, I hit my weights and stuff, and then I just hear at some point <laughs> the weights like clanking <laughs> on the ground. I look over and it's Donovan like. Picking up 700 pounds before TV. Yeah, I was gonna say the last one I saw <laughs> oh, was like God. 690 or something, but yeah, right up there before TV. 
And then he's out there hitting drop kicks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It uh, looks like he's gotten his diet in better check, too. He looks like he's, like, leaner. You know, he's, he's, he's carrying it very well. Tiny Brian, they're not actually calling the officially mammoth at the disco, are they? They, per the broadcast team during the broadcast, they are officially calling themselves that mammoth is of the disco. Perfect. <laughs> no, I absolutely no. love it. We will. That this is going in the same category as the golden chops or lion chops or whatever the fuck that was called. This is going into the all time. Jackman will not call them that that team name. I will. <laughs> I I love this team. I really do. I think they have great chemistry. I think that they are instant standouts of the tag team well, division. Well, this was a huge win. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And they're they're picking up a win over Beaches and Cream. But I will not refer to them as Mammoth at the Disco. I, can, I cannot and will not do it. That's fine. I will. <laughs> um, T Dub's also come a long way, man. Dude, T Dub's is. You guys know how old T Dub is? It's like we 45. do. He he was in. He was one of our like uh, earlier. Yeah. Uh, episode or interviews, and I thought there is no way yeah, this guy like. was born in the '80s. And he yeah. told us how old he was. It's like, whoa, when, that's uh, nuts. When I was doing his cage match research, I was like, oh no, I can't find the guy because I looked at the age and was like, no, there's not, there's no way it's the guy. Not, it can't be the same guy. There's no way this guy was born in the '80s. Like, T-Dub also opened up a school in Green Bay. He's got a promotion going. They sold out their first show. So that's awesome. Oh, good deal. Congratulations. Yeah. It was uh, his birthday yesterday, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. He's Happy a birthday. Very hardworking guy. Very smart guy. Yes. Yeah. Wishing yes. the best of luck. Um, and, and whatever you know, in his new promotion and everything. He's just very, very measured type of dude. Could see him being um, a good presence to have backstage, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, he's all right, I guess. He's all right. Mammoth at the disco. Everybody's new favorite tag team picks up the win over Beaches and Creek. There are the uh, the Lady Bird, Sophia Rose of the men's. They division. really are. Yeah. yeah, they really are. <laughs> yep. um, Beaches and Cream, though everyone really despises them. So yeah, they're phenomenal. A great so a great win here. Great yes. win for the team. Yeah, of the former Darwin tag Cecil champs. 80s. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like former, tag team gold could be in their future. Former tag champs and former I mean, uh, singles champs. What's Adam going to do against L- 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 these L- guys L- or Joe? Oh, like, nothing. Yeah, come on. <laughs> no. Without me there, they don't stand a chance. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. They're just not. Uh, Donovan's too, I mean, too d- much. Adam Revolver looks like Donovan's skeleton, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks like... Uh, like it's if, a skeleton. Literally, it looks like Donovan's skeleton. If you, if you put him in an orange uh, jumpsuit, he would look like he was trying to dress up as him for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> cosplaying. Yeah, cosplaying. Cosplaying as yeah. the mammoth. Cosplaying as the mammoth, yeah. Adam probably can't grow a beard, though, so... No, definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. He doesn't have. He has no hair on his body other than eyebrows. Pubes on his face. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tony got his banned from Historic Davis Arena for the evening. Those are probably just Joe's pubes. (laughs) (laughs) We see. We see Carson Drake, as we'd mentioned earlier, running around with the Von Rockets. That's why the Von Rockets were not able to join Ryan Von Rocket ringside earlier in the evening. They are both on dates with him separately from each other. Uh, just uh, this has never worked out well in my life where you try to these two two girls seem too close for them not to have communicated. That they were both going on a date with Carson Drake. This usually does not work out. It didn't work out for Carson Drake, but I'm just saying women communicate. Yeah, they would have known way. They would have sure. known way earlier. 
Yeah, what it would have gone way yeah. earlier. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work for no, no, nothing. He he gained nothing from. Him. He just looked like an idiot by the end of the night. Yeah. Um, he's horrible about catching those drinks too. It's the it's when he it's the haircut. Yeah, the haircut. The haircut. When, he, when he got the haircut, he lost all of his mojo. Yeah, that is that is the truth, man. That I think truth. so. Um, big beef, Gnarls Garvin in our next match versus OVW Rush Division Champion Cal Hero, the Fanny Pack Kid. Uh, guess this was Big Beef. His uh, Big Zo had had competed in a match earlier in the night. Right, they usually would be competing together in tag team the Destroyers. Yeah, uh, they were separated this week for whatever reason. Gnarls Garvin's been a great uh, singles wrestler, though, to kind of bring in and signpost people. Oh, because he is a big, tough son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he's great. He yeah. reminds me of, like, Stan Hansen, but small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, yeah. I don't know what happened to his tights. I liked his tights. I guess he's back to trunks. I kind of like the trunks, hmm. man, because it makes him look, like, uh, just, just, like, beefy. Big, like a big beefy. <laughs> like, it's, it's his name, bro. It is his name. Like, but no, I just like I kind of like trunks. I Me, mean, it's kind of an old school thing. I don't know. Cal picks up a one out of nowhere. Still chasing the coattails of all certified. Look at him. <laughs> Slowly climbing the roster. Whew. That was a relatively quick match. I figured it was I'm probably great hair by time. the time Cal gets to fucking <laughs> the top of the card. Do you uh, do you ever get frustrated that it seems like? Cal has only been able to have this championship for as long as he has because he's not defending it week in and week out. Yeah, against me. Yeah. They're, well, and you are a former champion of the Rush Division. You I'm were no... four times. Exactly. You, you <laughs> I were made no, that division, uh, bro. You were no uh, stranger to defending it. It seems like Cal, at some points, especially recently, is not necessarily willing to defend it. All of his, shot, all of his matches have been non-title matches yeah. with that belt in the last few weeks. Protected to Will Austin. Protected. Will Austin maybe rightfully so mentioned on these very airwaves in an interview you can hear on Thursday that he thinks there's a little bit of uh, nepotism going on with Cal Hero and Al Snow. He's not his son. Well, but he's very close with his father. Well, They've known each other for a long true. time. Uh, Will Austin. Will Austin was not shy about his feelings that, on that. There could be some of that. What I will say about it is, I think that Cal. There's a little snake. That's what you guys don't know. You think there's an layer to Cal that we don't see? Yeah, bro. He's trying to make sure he doesn't have title matches. matches. So, like I said, he can cash that in for the Kentucky title and try to move up the card. I know how this little kid plays games. Hmm. I, I, he's trying to talk his way out of, out of title matches or something. We'll see. Only time will tell. Uh, punches look good though. From whatever I've seen, I can't, I can't agree with that statement because we've only seen Cal Hero to be just and upfront and straight and a and a good guy all around. Well, I don't know if sometimes it's true. I don't know been, if it's sometimes true. there's been your actions of yourself or actions of the people that you kept company that. I might be questioning some of your motivation sometimes, but I still, I, I, we have a lot more to go off of for you than we do Cal Hero. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm just. You saying. did use your own mother to cheat against your best friend in a match. My mom. Yeah. What was, did I do? Didn't 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 was was that not the injury against Joe Mack? The fake injury. Where's my mom? That uh, we the I think Brian uh, did. 
I mean, there was a woman. Did who we came just to make that? Did we just make that up? Was there yeah. just a, a middle-aged woman there who we just thought was might been, one of the doctors? It might, oh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, I did. <laughs> my, my mom, <laughs> my mom will be there on the fifteenth, though. So well, good. Funny. So <laughs> who decided? That so don't that was use her to cheat. Th- your mom. Who decided that? Because I think I, it was in our notes. I think Tiny Brian. Decided I, I remember it. being there at the show, and first of all, that is the most Andy Kaufman-esque thing I've seen in a long time. Taking it that far, and I mean, at first that happened it's like ah, oh, no he's not really hurt and he's then it fine. goes on a little more and a little more and a little more it's like yeah once the fan once you guys started clapping i was like gotcha and then and then you got <laughs> yeah. all the way up the ramp and yeah the the whole place was like oh yeah you're not hurt we're really pulling for you and then <laughs> bam back out to the ring one two three boom that I, was just great i was with someone <laughs> and I mean, yeah but come on i beat joe like who cares i uh, i brought a i brought a friend that night to the wrestling match and they had never seen wrestling ever oh they no thought f- that was crazy oh they were like he's really hurt. He's really hurt. and i was just like i was sitting there waiting because like, I, I was ready i was ready to explode because i you know i wanted you to win i wanted you uh-huh. to win i was invested i was heavily invested in what was going on i was ready to explode you come back down that to the ring i fucking lost my shit man it was awesome and you know it was partly because i thought you were so dastardly that you'd had your mother lie and 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 cheat on your behalf but you know well so maybe we just re- maybe we retcon that <laughs> the woman that was not my mother the <laughs> trainer that came out she had no idea either oh really so she must have thought like these people are nuts bro maybe she'd only was... been there like a month or two months yeah. like every week just kind of watching so she's never seen nothing like that before so you were messing with her too so, like, that's great I, but I, so she's like grabbing my leg and i'm like let go and I, like, she's like oh my god i'm sorry i'm sorry and then when i just like she's like we're about to get to the back and i just like push off of her like she was probably like you could see her on camera she's just yeah. standing there like she looks mortified. Like, we have to like, go back and watch that now. Like she's just standing, like she's literally it. standing at the entrance ramp, like on camera, like, like just like, like, like these people are. She's like these people are out of their mind. She must think like this is the circus for real. Like, yo, this yeah. guy just took off back to the ring. Had me out here sweating, thinking he was hurt. Yeah, bro. I was like, ah, when she grabbed it. We should, uh, we should go back and rewatch that, and we should also go back and count, uh, take out any time we've ever mentioned that it was Luke's mother. I will take, should, I'll yeah. take the L on we that, gentlemen. We should go gentlemen. back and count and me. snip all of that out of the podcast for perpetuity. All right, Malachi, get on that. <clears throat> Thank you, Malachi. Uh, so, I uh, mean, to be fair, like she's like black. Oh, no, this was a white lady. That I'm thinking of. There was a lady at ringside. I promise. We're going to have to go back and look at the tape. We're going to have to check the tape. No, <laughs> we're, we're going to never talk about this ever again. That sounds like a better idea. This is what we're, is what we're actually going to do. Does anybody know where we had the rails for this podcast? Uh, <laughs> no, they're, they're long gone, man. Long, long gone. gone. Long gone. <laughs> The rails? The rails are... So we can the get rails, back... We yeah, we're off the rails. We'd like to get back on them. Would you guys snort the rails? <laughs> <laughs> That's where they went. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that, I had a long weekend. Like, I really did. Um, the uh, real one knows a secret about OVW, heavyweight champion Jack Vaughn. He uses it to get a title shot, kind of up to his old tricks. Uh I heard a joke earlier today, so I'm not going to try to take credit for it. This is someone else's joke, but they said that 
someone looked like they got caught in a fire on laundry day that they dressed like they got caught in a fire on laundry day and that's kind of what real one looks like week in and week out <laughs> he just all of his real clothes were dirty and he had to leave the apartment very quickly kind of yeah he looks like ronald in mcdonald's asshole son that's what he looks like <laughs> the, the people in the comments, gritty reboot ronald mcdonald yes the, the fans are so ruthless in the comments dude what's what's uh what's like one of the worst things that you've ever heard from ovw audience whether it be towards you or towards somebody else oh because there's some i don't know there's some tidy whities is uh simple but effective I mean, yeah. they say like all one. kinds of stuff. Oh, dude. they say... I mean, yeah, I can't even think, man. The one that is not... It's not even vulgar, but one that really kind of just, like, I think, like, cuts a little too deep is when the audience chants Squidward at Jack Vaughn. I'm like, man, come on. Do they really? little, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, yeah. that's like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't have to do... We don't have to do that to Jack Vaughn. He seems like a nice guy sometimes. Yeah. I, I felt bad for the guy who got chanted Oldberg at him at the Nightmare Rumble. Oldberg? Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Hey, that's a compliment. Oldberg. <laughs> yeah. That's it, exactly. I may have participated in that chant, actually. Yeah. That's a fun one. <laughs> uh, so we were questioning last week who we thought the match uh, that Tony Evans had promised to take on a champion and beat them was going to be. We probably should have known it was going to be against Star Rider for the Kentucky Country Boy Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. These guys have been in each other's hair for a long time. Uh, you know, usually. Yeah, and it has the advantage over him. Yeah. Because um, he got beat up last week. By the. Yeah. Over yeah. so right. just taking advantage of a you know weekend opponent, and uh, which is classic, you know, classic, classic, Tony, classic yeah. Tony Evans. Classic Tony Evans. He ends up taking the victory here over the, a weekend star rider. Um, Who hoping gets knocked out in midair by the baked potato? Yeah, the loaded baked I, potato, whatever you like crazy. to call it, the baked potato glove thing. Um, yeah, Jay De Niro, I guess, kind of able to. Uh, he hadn't interfered over the last couple of weeks at the behest of Tony Evans. But this week, Tony Evans was determined to get the victory, said it's, we'll, we'll do it by any means necessary, had the interference. All of that leads Mick Foley to give him a lowered grade of a D minus down from a C. Yeah. Yeah, so he's struggling for that A, huh? This has been really fun to watch week in and week out. <laughs> I think yeah, that, this has been great. Yeah, well, it's just like, dude, it's Mick Foley. Uh-huh. Like, it's Mick. You don't have to do much, but he's doing. He he. I guess what I sh- what I would like to say is he wouldn't have to do much other than show up, but he's doing a ton. Oh by yeah, be- yeah. Like he's not not phoning it in. Not that he would ever, if you know anything about the man, or you know. Yeah, he's uh, a fan, man. He's a big fan and just a good all around. He watched wrestlers. Guy. Yeah, yeah, he talked yeah. about it. He was talking about it like week one on his podcast, watching wrestlers. Yeah, um, him, him and Al have known each other for a long time. He's helped OVW in the past yep. uh, with stuff, so not surprising to see him back. But always great on, to have him there. While we're on the subject, I saw uh, an article earlier this week that uh, I, I mean, I don't know how this could be true. I mean, he, about him wanting to do one more uh, death, death match. match for his 60th birthday. Yeah. Like Tony Evans getting a death match with Nick. <laughs> I, who, do, who do you think the opponent would be? Because I could definitely see that happening in the, in the OVW. Well, I mean, Matt Cardona keeps saying. Yeah. It would be John Moxley or Matt Cardona or Nick Gage. 
That that would be in no particular order. Yeah, I feel like it'd be like Cardona. Cardona would be, be Cardona would be. But maybe it's gonna be some crazy. I, he ain't having no match. No, no, <coughs> he shouldn't, man. Yeah, no, bro. he shouldn't. Not a death match. Either. It's <laughs> great. It's great to see him. Like hit with light tubes and shit. Well, and it's he did some insane stuff back in the day, and it's even gotten more insane now. Yeah, yeah. Than what he was even doing. Yeah. And so at sixty years old. Mick, we love you. We want to see you get. We want to see you get to sixty-one, mm. at least. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe no death matches. But if it ever came to fruition, it's it's John Boxley. I'm gonna assume it's like the only. It's like the only dude who would could prop could warrant him doing it. In my mind, I mean, I honestly don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think, and it's I don't happen. think it should. I think it's happen. a. Moot, I think it's a moot point. Yeah. Um. So. We have a uh, OVW Heavyweight Championship title bout here in the main event between Real One and the veteran Jack Vaughn. Uh, before the match gets off the ground, Tony Gunn's out there to uh, draw the disqualification. Another time, this uh, this week's episode felt more like a circus than a, mm-hmm. an actual wrestling show. Chaos, because, chaos, you know, chaos. Somebody chaos. runs in, uh, fight ensues, they pulled him apart several times, and... Classic um, Tony Gunn, drink, yeah. drinking too much, running out there attacking people before their matches. Well, and also, Drunkard. as uh, for me as the fan, I after last week's complete amazing banger main event, I was ready to see another oh, yeah. long banger main event. Everybody was too. And uh, not that I'm complaining about, like we're saying, like it, we have to tell stories alongside having those great moments. Otherwise, having a great wrestling match like that, it it's diminished, right? It doesn't yeah. matter as much to have a great wrestling like match like that. If and you, you would hate if it didn't deliver. Right. Yeah. But I was, I was there for it. remember I w- the one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted it again, man, because it was awesome. It was it hot, was, man. It, it was, was hot. The best match I've ever seen in OVW. It was... If I had to choose one, man, this September 11th show, 2019, is one of the first live shows on downtown at, at Fourth of July uh, or Fourth Street Live, rather. And uh, there was like a six-man ladder match, and it was just like as good as any ladder match ever. Yeah. And it was in you know Fourth Street Live, which yeah. is beautiful, like really mm-hmm. cool venue. It was either that or the Jack Von Tony got yeah, yeah. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like, it was it was one or the other, um, and it probably was the Jack Von Tony gun match. Um, my favorite part of that of that is Jack Vaughn just slipping and just just as just as nonchalant as you please, just yeah. slips out of the rig and goes backstage like I am done. He's yeah, he's he knew that there wasn't going to be a match. I assumed that this was all of the. All part of the plan, right? Sure. All part of the plan. Now, we're in a special kind of uh, position this week to end out this show. Because you are you are the focus yeah. of the last 10 minutes of this program. So I wanted to ask you. I want, I want you to take us through. You come out to cut this promo. What's going through your mind? What do you want to let OVW know? What do you want to let the government know? Um... I don't know. I guess I just want to let EC3 know that I'm kind of grateful for his help, but I'm also like way better than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm going to kick his ass on the 15th, you know? 
I mean, I want to hear what he had to say too. He's been using a lot of language over the last few weeks. Yeah, he's you. like a fancy talker. You know? Yeah, he's he. It seems like sometimes, and this is just outside looking in. It seems like there's an element of manipulation uh, from him onto you sometimes. If you look at what he tells you, the way he talks to you, he says "son," "air." But I feel like that's what this whole business is in general. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like gatekeeping, right? You know, that's how they do it. Do you think they they talk to you in a way that makes you look like you're beneath them because they really know deep down inside that you're above them? You know, like yeah, who's better wrestler, me or EC3? Who uh, would you rather watch have a match? You, okay. not just because you're sitting here. Exactly. Does he know that? I guarantee you he does. Wakes up every that's morning. That's why I'm son. That's why I'm heir. Right. Because you know? I'm really master. That's why you. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the first time in a few weeks, too, that we saw uh, some of your old friends, the masked men. Yeah. Um, I wasn't do expecting you have that. Any, do you have any guess? Because we know it's not. I have no idea. We know idea. it's not the over. Yeah, we don't know who it is. We know who it isn't, though. Right. And for a long time, this would have been the Overman's MO, right? Other than, I guess, the the masks. Uh-huh. <laughs> you guys never had any. But this was never. You guys had no reason just, to hide yeah. your face. And that was kind of the whole point, because the first time the men came out, yeah. you know, we came out after and we're like, ha, it's not us, Al. Yeah. You know? These are like, I don't know who this is. This, if I had a guess, mm-hmm. I would say this is EC3's people from somewhere else. Yeah. NWA, Exodus Pro. It's a little too um, convenient. Something else yeah. he does somewhere else that he's trying to get into OVW, and this is how he's doing it. Right. Hmm. You know, that's my guess. What was it like to uh, have someone that... Next time they come out, I'm going to take their mask off. I mean, you might as well. Do it. Yeah. What I'm was it like it. to have uh, someone like Jesse Goddard, someone you have a long history with? What was it like to team up with him, so to speak, ipso facto, team up with him? Uh, very weird. Yeah. Um, he comes out, hits... Well, because he's another one, you know? He's just like EC3. It's the same thing. Why do you think he, uh, like why do you think he came out to help you? Do you have any guess? Is it... Enemy of my enemy? Because maybe? those people attacked him, and he yeah, finally fine. got to see him again. Right. You know, so he came out to get his revenge. I just happened to be in there. But the same thing that happened to him is kind of what's happening with you. Like yes, yes. So there's there's a pattern of behavior. Yes, that, but I don't uh, think that's why he noticing. came out necessarily. No, no. But yes, but, this uh, is becoming a pattern. So there's not going to be anybody in the Overman left. It's going to be EC3's one man. There jam is nobody left. <laughs> yeah, we're who's not, left? We're not Joe looking, and Adam. We're not looking good no. over there. No, that's it. Joe and Adam and a part timer. We're not looking good over at the at <laughs> player the to be named later. Hey, yeah, y'all don't forget Shannon the dude. He's the radio champion, and he's basically right. a part timer too at the, this point. The old STD, <laughs> <laughs> just crawling his way through the through the body of OVW. Here, here at the end of the show, what's what is it? What does it feel like? It's the NWA World's Heavyweight Title. This is the biggest title. In the history Ever. of wrestling. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Most historic, definitely. The most storied title. Talk yeah. about storytelling. This is definitely the most storied title. 75 yeah. years of history. Like, And you, you're you looking at it. You're staring down yeah. at it. He's gonna, the, the referee is going to walk to your corner and show it to you, present it to you before oh, you man. challenge for it. Yep. Right? Yep. What's going through your head right now a couple weeks out here? 
Um, I definitely never thought that I would ever like wrestle for that title. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't like the same type of wrestling fan as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I was the most common type of wrestling fan. I was a WWE fan growing up. Sure. So I don't know anything about that title, you know. Mm-hmm. But as I become a wrestler and I become a worker, you know, I wear robes like Ric Flair. You right. Know? You think I don't care about the NWA title? Right. You know, I know you, about. Yeah. I know all about that title. Yeah. You know, like this is the type of wrestling that I watch. You know, I watch people defend the NWA title on YouTube every day. You know, yeah. that's what I do for homework. So I definitely never thought that I'd be in the opportunity to like even like touch that title. Right. You know, and like much less, you know, take a chance on uh, yeah. actually winning it. And now to wrestle for it. Yeah, it's definitely it's pretty surreal. You know, I I'm never really satisfied. You know, that's why I continue to go up because like nothing makes me happy. Like you think I'm happy with the opportunity of winning the NWA title? No, mm-hmm. I'll only be happy if I win it, and then I'll want the WWE title. Sure, because like that's just how I am. So, you know, I'm excited for the opportunity, and it's kind of like the way I, things make me happy is because I'm like, okay, this is a sign that like everything that I'm doing is the right is the right way because like, I'm getting this big opportunity, biggest of my career. You know, right. But to me, it's it's you know it's another match. So I mean, it's just a Thursday night the, at Davis it's, Arena. It's not the end goal, you know. But if I win it, it's a step in the right direction for sure. I'll yeah. put it over more than he will. Absolutely. Well, and I mean, it seems very obvious even from just the couple minutes you, we've been talking about it here at the end of the show. The EC3 almost as soon as he won the title made light of its history. Didn't respect its history. Didn't care about its history. It came off of, he won it from what some people are calling the worst champion to ever hold the belt. Yeah. You are sitting at an opportunity where you realize how much this belt means, how much it can mean, how much it should mean, and you're sitting about to challenge for it. And you are challenging a man who maybe doesn't understand. I think he understands. You think he understands? I do. He knows for does sure. Does he look at it? Does he look at it like a? Does he look at it like he deserves it? Or does he look at it like it should have just been his because of who he is? What do you think? Do you think he? He thinks he thinks he deserves it. Yeah. He thinks he deserves. To do be you think he thinks he can lose it? No. Okay. I it's, think that you know he's already been there, done that. Right. This has been in the so past. So why one? shouldn't I win it? I don't know. I don't know. I wish you the best of luck. Seriously. Are we making stars here? There's going to be... Isn't in, that how this works? That's how it should work. Right? And you're on the way. You're on the uh, way. Yeah. Isn't he already a star? That he depends on who you ask. <laughs> I mean, he's got a lot of followers on Instagram. A lot of followers. <laughs> well, that's true. Started his own promotion. I mean, yeah. I talk about him he's every already, week. He's already over. He's the over man, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's the last one standing. So I think it's certified. It's time. That's how I feel about it. Brian, right. oh, yeah. Brian, why don't you go ahead and take us home here this week? The OVW Podcast, the 10th Carney Award-nominated unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling, is produced by Black Light Moon Productions at Nuthouse Studios in Lexington, Kentucky. The OVW Podcast broadcast team is Jack Minokes and myself, Brian Hines. Our, senior engin- our studio engineer and editor is Malachi Woodard. Executive producer is Tiny Brian K. Woodard. Senior producer for The Blimp is Victor Anderson. After watching wrestlers on Netflix, visit owpodcast.com slash podcasters to find all our episodes of our unofficial wrestlers after show. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, rate us five stars, and give us a review. 
You can also follow us at OVW Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, X, TikTok, and to the Davis Arena. To the Davis Arena. Luke, thanks for coming on this week, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you it. so much. No, thank we you certainly guys. appreciate it. And and how are we going to make this unofficial podcast the official podcast of OVW? That's, that's a certified that's, question. That is a certified question that we have an unofficial answer to. <laughs> 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 thanks, guys.